services you need, and we will tailor them to fit your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. Wyo Renovation is not a remodeling company. They're a renovation company. They'll purchase your property, no matter the condition, and renovate it back to its former glory. They're a compassionate and caring company that is wanting to assist those with properties that the owners don't know what to do with or simply cannot do the work anymore. Find out more at yorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. At Stiefel, our focus is on you, your needs, and your goals. You won't be plugged into a one-size-fits-all model. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. We practice a service model where our clients can share their vision and ask questions. Regardless of your situation, our guidance is driven by your investment needs. Call us at 307-672-3434 to talk about your financial goals. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. An effective marketing campaign can be a game changer for your business. Hi, this is Bob Grammons with Sheridan Media. Let us customize a marketing plan for your business using up to nine different radio stations. Place your print ad in front of 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County in the Country Bounty or market your business worldwide through a variety of digital products that we offer. Sheridanmedia.com received over 8 million page views this past year and served over 58 million ad impressions. That means your business will have the opportunity to be seen by a vast number of potential customers. Don't wait any longer on an incredible opportunity to grow your business and reach new customers using radio, print, and digital. Let's tell your story, whether locally or across the country. Sharedamedia.com, 672-7421, or email sales at sharedamedia.com. Sharedamedia is an employee-owned company. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a marketing donation match from Media. As part of their community commitment, Best of the Rest Steer Riding is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I am Floyd Whiting. We are a little over a week into 2023. And I do want to thank Aaron Palmer for stepping up and filling in for me while I was away. It's good to be back, and I am joined this morning by the Chief Executive Officer of the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce, Dixie Johnson. Good morning, Dixie, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Floyd. It's ha- nice to see you. It's it's good to be back. Uh, the weather wasn't too bad while I was away. We did have quite a bit of snow on Wednesday. How's the weather been here? Oh, it's been lovely. We had a wonderful weekend. Really? And it's so nice that we're not in that 
that cold snap we were in. Um, so we're enjoying the sunshine while we have it. We know it's not going to last. We're just in early January, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all yet to really get I know, super cold. I know. Uh, I know uh, when I was a little kid, you know, looking back, you think that December is going to be your coldest month because Christmas and white Christmas. But February seems to be, mm-hmm. I think, kind of the coldest time here in Wyoming. For me, it always seems like the longest month, even yeah. though it's the shortest month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I exactly. don't know why that is. Now, uh, the chamber does have an announcement this morning. Well, I would just like to take a minute to congratulate and thank Jody Hartley, who is one of our team members at the chamber. Jody has been with the chamber as of today for six years wow. and does an amazing job as our marketing and communications director. She's the first person you typically see when you come into our office. Uh, she handles... Uh, uh, she's usually the fastest one to grab the telephone when somebody calls. She's full of information. She's she's just a really um, wonderful team member, and we appreciate all she's done for the chamber and for our business community. Now, how many years? Six years Six today. Six years. Congratulations on that. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, the upcoming programs that are happening, and the first one's going to be the chamber lunch program because this is a big one. This is a big one, and every year, so our bylaws require us to hold a membership meeting. So this, our January um, Chamber Lunch Program typically serves as our an opportunity for us to kind of share some highlights from, from the previous year, talk a little bit about what's coming up in this next year, um, and also serve as kind of our membership meeting. It's also a great opportunity for as we transition our board leadership. So um, I'd like to thank Cody Sinclair, who served as our board president in 2022, and he will be at the Chamber Lunch Program. You'll hear a little bit from him, but then he'll transition it to our new board president, which is Rosemary Garber with Century 21. Um, and so, yeah, we'll take all of that will take place as well. We have a lot of new members that will be joining us and we'll be announcing they get a chance to get up and talk and then we're, our program also incorporates um, we'll hear from our Platinum Community Partner host First Federal Bank and Trust and I know that they have some ads on the, on the radio Absolutely. I just heard one when, when we were waiting about their community commitment program which I think is a really neat idea really excited um, how they're turning around and helping a lot of our nonprofits and ultimately the community by giving away $1,000 every week this year. That's pretty phenomenal. Um, I believe those that are speaking from First Federal Bank and Trust include Tyler Neeremer, Kim Wells, and DJ Deercorn. So uh, come on out and hear from them, uh, from Cody, Rosemary, myself, um, and a few others. It'll be a great lunch program. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be really kind of focusing on that top 10 and 22. So there's the top 10 highlights, some of our top 10 committee happenings from 2022. Um, We'll share who the top 10 purchasers of Chamber Bucks were in 22, because we have several businesses and organizations and people who regularly um, give Chamber Bucks, whether it's for employee recognition or holidays, um, employee performance, whatever. And we want to share those top tens. Um, so hopefully people will come out to our, our luncheon. It's Wednesday, January 11th, 1130 at the Ramada Plaza. It's open to anybody who would like to attend. It's $20 a person. But all we ask is that you let us know so that we can have adequate setup and the Ramada can have an adequate amount of food. Um, it's tough sometimes with those walk-ins. If we if we start running low on food, that's, that makes it a little challenge. But um, we're looking forward to a great turnout and a great program this Wednesday. And hope, hopefully people will join us. First Federal Bank and Trust is providing a a door prize for anybody who attends. And then also 
there will be 10 $10 chamber bucks given out to 10 people as well. We have a wheel that we spin, so you could win chamber bucks, uh, door prize. You're going to hear some great information and make some great connections if you come out to our lunch program this Wednesday. And one thing that I would like to touch on this particular lunch program, um, if, if you're not a member of the chamber, you're a business owner, and maybe you've been on the fence a little bit, you don't know a whole lot about the chamber, this is an excellent opportunity to really learn a lot about the chamber, what they accomplish within a year, uh, w- w- the programs that they run within a year, and how they affect the business community here within Sheridan County. Uh, this is a great way to basically get to know the chamber if you don't really know the chamber, right? <laughs> right, and we're happy to go visit with anybody. If, if anybody wants to um, have a sit-down with us, we'd be happy to come visit with you as well. Um, we do, I also would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge two outgoing board members, Patrick Akers and Sasha Johnston. So Patrick with Cubadoba and Sasha Johnston with Sheridan County Title both served six years on our board of directors and termed off at the end of 2022. So uh, if you see them, thank them for their commitment to our business community. And serving. Absolutely. Commitments to those boards are important. They get a lot done throughout the year. Uh, there's a lot of committees that uh, the chamber actually has. We'll talk about those okay. here in a little bit and everything that they actually do. Now, uh, within the chamber annual report, what is involved in that report? W- what do we learn about when we listen to that or you, view it? You know, it's a good opportunity to kind of take a few minutes and talk and pull out some of, like I said, those highlights from the previous year. Um, But it's also an opportunity for us to share a little bit about our strategic plan that we just adopted in December at our board meeting. We went through a whole strategic planning session as an organization, um, and and we pulled a lot of the themes that... um, that we heard from our community, from some of our stakeholders, our board members, our team, and we pulled it all together. And we have a great three-year strategic plan that we'll be sharing as well. So it's not just looking backwards, it's also looking forwards. Um, And ultimately, you know, the chamber kind of serves as that primary advocate for business throughout Sheridan County. Um, And we want to make sure that um, while we're, we're developing a strategic plan, that we keep ourselves um, able to be um, agile, I guess is is a good word to meet the changing needs of the community. That's one of the one of probably our priorities because the, the community is changing, and we never know when there might be something that comes up that we want to make sure that we are we are stepping forward and advocating for on behalf of our business community. We do that all the time anyway, but it's one of those things we really want to focus on. So come listen, um, come to our chamber lunch program and and hear about our annual report and see what we've got coming up in the future. Now, we had that survey not very long ago, uh, Strive 2030. Thrive, 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 Thrive 35, 2035, Thrive 35. right. Did, uh, during the strategic planning process, did you guys extract any information out of that survey to help you build that? strategic plan for the so, chamber? So it's interesting. We just received um, the report back and the Economic Development Task Force, which is an ad hoc committee that I that we sit on, um, especially around this community review and to look at dive into that report. We're meeting this week. We're meeting this Thursday to look at that report since we all got it right around the holidays and everybody had to get through their holidays, right? Yeah, and yeah. Get, get a chance to kind of digest it. But absolutely. So to answer your question, yes, what we didn't have when we were going through our strategic planning session was really any of those themes yet. Um, we had a few ideas 
from some of the surveys of what might be the themes. But we didn't have any solid information really incorporated into our strategic plan. What we did, however, do is make sure that that is one of our kind of our initiatives and objectives. As as I put our work plan together, one of them is to really look at that that community review report and see where we might need to and want to plug in and take the lead in some of those, uh, moving some things forward, moving the needle forward, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I loved that survey. Uh, anyone could have taken it. I I loved how you kind of incorporated not just residents, but visitors too, right? because they are so vital to the economy. Well, and I I believe there will be, the report will absolutely be shared as soon as we get a chance to go through it and look at it. But uh, so stay tuned. There'll be more information coming out from that as well. Some hard numbers coming forward, folks. Now, was it a good year for Chamber Bucks? Because I know uh, we've had some really good years. We've had some great years for Chamber Bucks. And yes, I can't share, unfortunately. I will share on Wednesday. I will share on Wednesday. Um, But yes, and we, again, I I just appreciate everybody who understands it by, um, by purchasing and giving out Chamber Bucks. It's really supporting our local businesses. And that's what it's all about. Um, So yeah, come out and hear what that number is. I know last year we had an all-time high that I don't think any of us thought we'd ever see of 239,000 issued in Chamber Bucks. Now compare that to the... that is an incredible number. Compare that to the first year we did it in 1993, which was 2,700. That was a pretty significant increase. But really when, when COVID hit, we saw... Um, we saw Chamber Bucks really increase in 2020 and 21. I think a, in large part due to that, people understanding and really being kind of more aware, more focused on how to support our bu- businesses and support our local community. Taking and care so, of our own mm-hmm. in a way. And, and while I, I can't share what the number is, um, we may, you know, I don't know if we'll, we'll see that in big of a number bef- again, but we, I think we came out pretty good this year yeah. as well. well that's so the chamber hear. doesn't benefit from chamber bucks. It's, no. a, it's a tool we use to benefit our business community. Just throwing that out there. Absolutely. And uh, that's one thing that I've always kind of enjoyed about uh, here at Sheridan Media. That's uh, it's kind of our Christmas present uh, oh, good. from the corporation. Uh, so it's it's really nice to get those. And every year I pretty much just kind of hand them over. You know? Yeah. <laughs> hand them over to the wife and say, we got two hundred dollars to do whatever the heck. Yeah, you want that's with. awesome. That's awesome. Uh, she gets a hundred, I get a hundred, and we'll turn ourselves loose downtown. Now, when and where is the next business after hours? So, business after hours will be next week. It'll be held on Wednesday, January eighteenth, from five to seven p.m. And Erin and her team and her board down at the Wyo Theater are opening their doors, um, hosting business after hours. It's a great opportunity for people to connect. Um, there'll be some food and beverage and, and door prizes. Um, but it really is a really neat networking opportunity. Come come greet everybody. I wish people a happy new year and see what the Wyo Theater has going on. So next Wednesday, January 18th, 5 to 7, open to anybody who would like to attend. And no charge. And now the... Next business before hours. Business before hours location is being finalized. So our program development director is working on that right now. But mark your calendars for Wednesday, February 1st. And that'll take place from 7.30 to 9 a.m. At a location to be determined. Watch our information coming out from the chamber um, to let you know where we've confirmed that to be held. All right. Fantastic. When we come back, we're going to continue with the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce. This is Public Pulse on 9.30 KROE. 103.9 FM. Share.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Best of the Rest Steer Riding is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. You know how I've been talking about how we service all makes and models, right? Yeah. Well, we had such a great response from our customers that we've added a diesel mechanic to our team that specializes in domestic cars and trucks. Really? A Honda dealer servicing domestic vehicles. That's right, Tommy. I know it sounds crazy, but give us a chance. And to show our excitement, we're offering $20 off all oil changes in the month of January. For all your service and repair needs, visit Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. In a continuing saga of Pizza Man, we join the commissioner as he overlooks a crime scene. They got us again, Pizza Man. All the chicken wings taken from yet another place. You need to find out who's doing this quick before they strike again. It's football season and people need their chicken wings. At least they haven't gotten Oli's. They have my favorite wings in town. I better go undercover and make sure they're not the next ones hit. Remember, Pizza Man, you're there to do a job, not just eat as many wings as you can. I'll check in with you later, but you better be on top of it because Oli's is this week's sponsor for Pro Football Pick'em. Wyoming state benefits could be yours. If you have a high school diploma and few years of progressive work experience in youth services, you could make between $16.31 and $21.39 an hour as a full-time youth services security officer with the Wyoming Girls School. Are you a crisis manager with the ability to pass a background check, including fingerprinting? Then the position is for you. For a complete job description and to apply, call Mark today at 307-674-7476, extension 3404. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse Brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust I'm Floyd Whiting and this morning I'm speaking with the Chief Executive Officer Of the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce, Dixie Johnson We've covered the upcoming Chamber Lunch Program The Chamber will give transition of Chamber Board Leaderships Introduce some new board members and acknowledge outgoing members The Chamber will also present their Chamber Annual Report. All of this will be happening at 11.30 a.m. Wednesday, January 11th at the Ramada Plaza. RSVPs are preferred and the cost is $20 per person. Now, lunchtime conversations about open spaces has returned. Dixie, tell us about this program. So this will return... 
or January 24th, and it's actually an effort of our Ag and Natural Resources Committee. So the first lunchtime conversations that was held was in January of 2020. Um, They had one in January and February, and the series really is four months. It runs January, February, March, and April. Um, But because of COVID, we had to halt. So we so the committee brought it back last year, uh, was a great success, had a lot of engagement, a lot of people came um, to really kind of just talk about open spaces and what that means. So the Ag and Natural Resources Committee has been working hard um, on this next round because there's still interest. And one of the things they're going to dive into in January on the 24th is really that land use planning and the role of land use planning. So the lunchtime conversations about open spaces is a brown bag no charge event that um, we thank Luminous Brewhouse for opening early. They open up their doors and let people come in, bring their brown bag lunch. Hopefully it's a brown bag from a local restaurant, right? You go, yeah. Bring your lunch, have lunch, uh, no charge to attend. Anybody can come. And we've had great, great turnouts and engagement in the past. So they'll be exploring and discussing the role of land use planning. If that's something that interests you, please come out January 24th. That is a Tuesday at noon. At Luminous. And then the second session, Water, will be held February 28th. Maintaining and Managing Open Spaces will be held Tuesday, March 28th. And then they'll wrap up with kind of that examination of communities that have been successful at maintaining open spaces on Tuesday, April 25th. You so, know, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's just one of those conversations that, uh, you know, as a kid or maybe even a young adult, you don't think really affects you. But it affects all of us. It does. Land use mm-hmm. and water. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that if you're if you're a farmer or a rancher, it is super important from day one. But as you get older, I'm going to tell you folks right now, you start to learn that these are serious issues within the county. Absolutely. And, you know, last year, I think we, we explored kind of that recreational use. I mean, we had, we had some different panelists come in, tourism, the people, people who come to our area and spend time here, they're doing that in large part because of the access to, you know, our Bighorn Mountains and to our open spaces and that rec- those recreational opportunities. A lot of them are, you know, mm-hmm. um, and Sean can talk to you a little bit more about that. But really, um, open spaces are really something that people value, I think, that live here. And we, even though I know, I, I talked to you a little bit about that community review and the Thrive 2035, I know open spaces was something that was mentioned several times through that survey. Mm-hmm. And that may be something that you'll hear a little bit more about. So this could tie in to maybe moving some things forward. But um, it's a great opportunity and a wonderful effort. And I really thank those volunteers with our Ag and Natural Resources Committee for putting this together. And hopefully we'll have a great turnout. And once again, if this is something that you you don't really know a lot about, this is a great opportunity to kind of educate you on some of the issues because they'll be discussed. They'll be put forward and you'll you'll have a lot more information as you try to learn a little bit more about these major issues. Right. And there's always opportunity for open dialogue. That's why it's called lunchtime conversations. It's not just being talked at, but um, everybody has an opportunity to bring their voice. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be a it should be a really um uh, we're expecting a really successful series again this year. Now, uh, tell me about uh, the Ignite Conference. And for those who may not know what this is before we get too deep into it, 
What is the Ignite Conference? So this will be the eighth year for the Ignite Conference. And when we first started it, um, it was really in response to some surveys that we had. We had received information back from our business community, what they were really looking for and hoping to the chamber to do something about was to be able to help provide some uh, training and professional development here locally. Many of our businesses at the time were saying any type of um, training that they were looking to send any of their employees out to, they had to send them somewhere else. So we started brainstorming around it, uh, took it under our business retention and expansion committee and created the Ignite Conference. Um, It has continued to be very well attended, sought after, and has a really, really strong reputation throughout the state of Wyoming. Um, A few years ago, Scott Rindell with Impact 307, Impact Sheridan, uh, came to us and asked asked if he could, instead of creating a separate conference, create an entrepreneurial track that that um, exists within the Ignite Conference. So typically what happens, it's a full-day professional development conference, and there will be sessions in there for your employees, front-level you know, managers, new supervisors, typically entrepreneurs, business owners, managers, and we put it together. There are several tracks that happen in chunks of time throughout the day. We um, will hold it at Sheridan College on May 16th. But right now, here's one of the unique things about our Ignite Conference. We look for those, oh, those hidden gems, the people that have the expertise that are willing and want to share that expertise at our Ignite Conference. We're looking for trainers and proposals right now. Oh, fantastic. And so we have issued an RFP, and this is a process we incorporated from the very beginning. We asked for proposals um, to be sent in from not only professional trainers, but also just professionals in your field. Something that you're interested in sharing, something you've learned, something you've honed in. Um, and we've had some wonderful local, um, primarily local trainers at our Ignite Conference. So it's all around that local piece, right? We do encourage people to come into our community and attend the Ignite Conference, but our um, our major customer base is helping our local businesses, and right that's here. why we do it. Mm-hmm. Now, is there anything else local business owners need to know about the Ignite Conference? Well, you know, think about it. If you're interested or want to visit a little bit about um, whether your skill or expertise might might work for Ignite, give Teresa Dedimore at our office a call. She'll visit with you a little bit about it. If she's not available, um, any of us actually can visit with you. Um, but we ask for the proposals to be sent in by February 10th of 2023 and more information can always be found at our website which is sheridanwyomingchamber.org or at our office 54 south main a great way to share your expertise and contribute to the business community right here in sheridan Uh, let's talk about some uh, chamber committees um, and their next meetings Uh, let's just go down and and give me a brief description of what they do and when they will meet oh my gosh Brief description. They all have their own purpose, mission (laughs) statements. Our ambassadors are those, that committee that do, they do a lot of ribbon cuttings. They're, they really are the ambassadors of the chamber and they're the ones that wear the red coats. They do a, they greet people greet um, visitors, they do ribbon cuttings, um, and they help coordinate the boot kickoff event. And their next meeting is tomorrow, January 10th. And so if you're interested in learning more about any of our committees, please let me know. Um, Then our Ag and Natural Resources Committee, the one that is sponsoring the lunchtime conversations, um, their meeting will be January 17th, next Tuesday. And that's at noon. And so if you're interested, give us a call. Um, Our Government Affairs Committee, we held several candidate forums, legislative forums, 
Harmon just wrapped up a legislative luncheon last week. Their next meeting will be January 25th, and that's a morning meeting. And then our Business Retention and Expansion Committee meets on the fourth Thursday. They host chamber coffees. They they are they coordinate manufacturing day um, activities, and then they also help with the Ignite Conference. So their next meeting is January 26th. Again, in the morning, I believe we'll be talking a little bit about the Main Street reconstruction that's coming up at that particular meeting. So um, you know, anybody's That'll welcome. That'll be a good one. It That'll will. Be a good one. And then Leadership Steering Committee is the fourth Thursday. Our next this year's class is kicking off on January 20th with an all-day orientation retreat, and then our next meeting is January 26th. And so speaking of Main Street Reconstruction, we are working with the Downtown Sheridan Association, YDOT, City of Sheridan as well, and we will be hosting a session for our Main Street businesses to attend. Um, Look for more information. I know Zoila's putting the final details together, but um, our goal with around the Main Street Reconstruction is doing everything we can to help our businesses and understanding that the Downtown Trade Association being the Main Street organization is going to lead and we're going to collaborate with them on that. That's fantastic. Dixie, I want to thank you for coming in today. Thank you. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with Sage Community Arts. This is Public Pulse on 930K Early. 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Best of the Rest Steer Riding is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Ready for college? Drop by Sheridan College for Walk-In Wednesdays in the Whitney Atrium this Wednesday, January 11th, or next Wednesday, January 18th from 3 p.m. till 7 p.m. No appointment necessary. Register for classes, plan your education, and learn about financial aid options. Individual appointments are also available. Call 675-0500 to schedule yours today. Visit Sheridan.edu for more information. Register now. Classes begin January 23rd. Sheridan College, begin your journey. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can help you focus on what makes your business tick. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. 
Do you own that house? You know, the one with the holes in the front door, disintegrating windowsills, paint coming off in sheets, and weeds as high as a roof? The one house that everybody in the neighborhood knows. Do you want to just walk away, but you can't afford to without some money in your pocket? Well, while Renovation is perfect for you, they'll make you a cash offer for your home, no matter the condition or how rough it is. Find them on Facebook or at WildRenovation.com. I'm with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Listen, I know you like to be stylish, but the neon colors from the 90s are just not in anymore. It's time to upgrade your snowmobile gear. Okay, you going to hook me up? Of course. We have monosuits, bibs, coats, beanies, base layers, goggles, helmets, and it's all 25% off. Wow, what a deal. And not only that, but all manufacturer accessories are 10% off. So if you've been wanting to make your side-by-side street legal or add to it, now's the time. Shop the great deals today at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. But it just almost seemed like a little bit too much, you know? Too, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good morning. Welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Sage Community Arts is made up of local artists who have committed themselves to building community through the visual arts by helping people see more art, create more art, and building strong community partnerships with fellow organizations and further promoting local art and artists. Joining me this morning is Sage Community Arts Executive Director, Jill Benson. Good morning, Jill, and Happy New Year. Good morning, Floyd, and Happy New Year to you, too. How, how was your Christmas and your New Year celebration? Was it good? It was so lovely. It took yeah. a very chill time. We uh, closed Sage for that week so that both um, so all my staff and myself could just be away, breathe, and it was super... It was just super. It was lovely. Yeah. Spent some time here, and then I went up to my family up in Montana. And I don't. I can easily say I've never eaten so many donuts. <laughs> it was homemade, fabulous, and it was good to come back so I could stop eating. <laughs> homemade donuts. Oh, yeah. It's Ugh. a family special. It's oh, just mom had them frying. Dad and I were up at the bar just eating the fresh ones. <laughs> I'm a bit of a donut connoisseur. Mm, love uh, to share this one with you. It's, I'm, I'm very it's willing pretty, to try. Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> we uh, we went back to Minnesota, and I my my girls had never drank like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Oh, and so I was like, "Well, we got to go get yeah. this a shot, right?" And I was like, "Well, you can't go into that place and not get." A donut. Exactly. You no. just can't do it. No. <laughs> but the manager there, he was a great guy. And holy cow, uh, he gave me the whole history of Dunkin' Donuts <gasps> in the area, which really kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. I was like, man, there you we know, go. <laughs> this guy knows his stuff. Yes. <laughs> He is right where he needs to be. It's so fun to see that. And he got a history lesson on Dunkin' Donuts. Now, how did the members pop-up show uh, turn out? It was amazing. Yeah. It was such a stellar second year to doing this. We had amazing turnout by the artists. They were very excited to to come back again. We'd had, you know, many of them asking, like, do we get to do this a year? It's like, yes, we promise this is the end of the year show that you guys get to. And we, we tried out a lot of different things with it this year. Uh, laying out kind of came the same. Uh, huge props to my gal, Rachel. Uh, we put the show up in two days, fully up, installed, labels up, because the day before it officially opened, we 
used it as a private event uh, space, and we had some local gals come in and have a ladies' luncheon, the uh, sleigh bells, which was <laughs> loved it, and it it was so neat to see the space transformed into a, an, another space where they could just gather, have this fun friends ladies luncheon, but be surrounded by local artists and watching them interact. And, you know, they'll be having their lunch and like, oh, hey, that's that's Mary's. Oh, that's that's Buck stuff. Oh, that's all. Oh, there's the, the knives. And it was just so neat to see them connect with it. And it was kind of the seed to kick off sales. And we blew past our goal oh, this fantastic. year it was so great we had so many of the pieces sell and it was really fun because unlike the rest of our exhibition shows we allowed people to take the stuff right as they bought it so they could take it for a holiday but a lot of people asked if they they're like well this one isn't this is mine this is my present to myself so i don't need it right away so they put the little red dot on it and then it was really fun to then see the artists come in and be like oh my gosh, did, did my stuff sell? They're like, we did, you sold. So if you want to bring something else in, you can. And it was just, it was so great. And we had our um, pop-up collaborators uh, for each, one each week. And the first night was crazy. We had 90 people throughout the night. We had Aspen Grove Studios was our uh, entertainment for the night. And they, it's just so great to see the kids show up. And it was an a very different space for them to perform in because yeah. it wasn't just a concert for them. It was for them to be able to present in a full moving space. Cause people were still milling around looking at the art while they were also presenting. So yeah, it was and chit chatting and talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was so, it was so cool to see them totally click off with it. And uh, everyone trying to figure out like, what is this space? And, once they figured it out of like, oh, they're going to sing, we're still going to listen, but people are still going to be talking and stuff. And they, it almost like took the pressure off the kids. They got into it because it wasn't everyone just staring at them the whole time. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, I can sing, <laughs> I can do this. And it was great. They sang all the way through the evening and art was just flying off the walls. It was great. And, and I do want to congratulate you and your team on that layout. That was beautiful. The way that everything was just color coordinated. And I mean... It, it had this beautiful flow from beginning to end. And again, you. you know, I emphasize this over and over, I know, and it's a little embarrassing for you, but I think that's <laughs> your artistic talent. You see it. You you are able to lay out an exhibit like no one I've ever seen, and oh. it just flows so well. You know where the attention needs to be, and I think that's great. I, that is an ability that not a lot of people have. I think it's good. And, and the sales, uh, an improvement over last year? Uh, yeah. We, uh, doing math this morning, we ended with 6,800 last year. We're over 10,000 this year. What about the sales down at Sage overall for the year? Has that been tallied as of yet? It, we're finalizing it, but overall we do have a, a, you know, we really keep track of it, trying to uh, do some dashboard for what we can see. And they were lower than last year, but... Last year's numbers were, I think, a, a bit of an anomaly because people were so excited to be out. Yeah. Oh, I guess I have to say now, 21s. Yeah, <laughs> Sales yeah right. numbers. There we go. They were, uh, we definitely capitalized. And I think a lot of people did. I talked to other organizations that energy of being out and reconnecting with everyone post-2020. They were yeah. just so excited, like, yes, what do we do? 
is this a, a reprieve? Is this a temporary thing? So I think there was so much people being out of like, we want to be out. We want to connect again in case we do have to be shut up again. We do have to distance again. So there is so much energy. And I know we were trying everything. Let's do this, do this, right here, here, here. 22, we kind of looked at it of like, oh, everyone was kind of like, wait, we're, we, we, we're normal-ish, and then then the world started doing some other stuff. We're like, okay, we're we're gonna be cautious now, mm-hmm. be a little more selective, and we definitely saw that kind of hit the numbers. But gallery visits were up exponentially, so we wow. had a ton of people coming in, still seeing people coming out. Sales were number of items were still similar, just not the bigger ticket items. So we were seeing a lot more of the the jewelry or the cards or the prints, not so much of the originals or the big scale sort of stuff. A lot of ceramics flying off. So figuring it out a little bit, bit different this year. Uh, But the 22 numbers over uh, pre COVID were still, so that was still higher than what it's been. So we've been growing with this kind of like big energy. Oh, okay, now we can start to steady grow again. So this is what we're, we're finding, what they're saying to us. I think it's going to be another three to four years before we get back on uh, like a solid pace mm-hmm. where we can look back and say, okay, I think the numbers have started. The water has started to level. Yeah. You know, it started to calm a little bit. And now we can actually look at numbers yeah. instead of being able to, you know, say, well, it's because of this anomaly. I think we're going to bleed off of this for quite some time. I think so. Uh, but uh, it is good to hear that, like, a, even though, uh, you know, some of the, the monetary amounts were down, items mm-hmm. were still going out the door. Art yeah. was still being put out. Still the being put out there. Everyone was showing mm-hmm. up for all of our calls, wanting to put in. All of our national shows, we had amazing responses to our national call for arts for the exhibition side. And and the exhibition side was a little different because we were really trying to be more diverse, experiment a little bit with yeah. what we had. So some shows weren't full of pieces that you would necessarily think, that's what I want in my living room. But it brought experience and immersion to uh, Sheridan and the reception for it, what people loved it. They, they really got it. Or some were like, I don't get it, but I understand it needs to be here. Yes. Yeah. It needs to be. And I, I super appreciate it. It's like, you don't have to love it. I just, we don't need you to be a barrier to bringing it in here. And we hardly at all saw that. I would say there was hardly anybody who they're just like, not my style, but I get that it is someone's and it needs to be. And it's a great, uh, because that's kind of one of Sage's missions, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I'm, I'm here to expand on your idea of what, what art is yeah. or can be. Uh, you know, it, I'm always taken back to the banana duct tape to a wall. <laughs> is it art? You know, uh, to some people, it is a, it is a, a definitive statement. You know, to other people, it's garbage on a wall. So that's, you know, art subjective. Mm -hmm. It it all comes down to who you are. But that's the beauty of Sage is they're expanding our idea of that. What is art? Yeah. And and I really do appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, And, and, you know, it's a lot like a rubber band when we we talk about, like, COVID and people going out and people coming back. It gets tight, it gets tight, it gets tight. 
and then somebody lets one side go and everything catches up with itself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a painful experience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, sometimes it is. <laughs> now, uh, coming up, the, I just want folks to know uh, the and and I. You're going to have to look up this name. I actually knew it at one time uh, when I was in photography school. Uh, I do believe it's Nepis uh, Heliograph. was made in 1827. This is the first photograph. It is a simple, blurred point of view from a window. Uh, a few advances have been made since then. Uh, but uh, one thing that, as a photographer myself, Black and white. We always come back to black and white. That is where, as a photographer in school, you begin. And I'll I'll never forget hours and upon hours spent in the dark room trying to get just black and white right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I, it is much more difficult than what people think, and and film itself can be very difficult. We do have magnificent monochromes. This is a new exhibit that's going to be coming up. Tell me a little bit about it. So excited for this exhibition. So it's, uh, it is technically our eighth annual national juried photography show. And we have our phenomenal juror, Keith Davis. And speaking of that helograph, um, he came, Keith gave a, a talk at the end of 21, beginning of 22. And he has such a prolific knowledge of historical photographs. And this was one that he kicked his uh, little evening lecture series off with. So seeing that, that piece is stuck in my mind and his knowledge. um, He actually was the juror for the first show when I first started at Sage for that juried show. And he put together a, uh, his theme was just photography to try and pull as many different styles as he could. And it was truly phenomenal. And I still to this day cannot thank him enough for helping lay out the show. Cause that was one thing that I hadn't quite realized I would be doing or had that deeper knowledge of. And I've taken his tutelage since then, but watching how he just, he made it look way too easy. The next show I was like, <laughs> yeah. I feel that you lied to me. The so greats this do, is, right? This is okay. This is not as easy as he's like, laid it out, change things. Like, there, we're done. And it was beautiful. People were obsessed with how it was laid out. And so this show rolled around and kind of thinking, like, do we theme the juried shows or do we not? Well, what do we do? Or can we put in a certain theme? And I am in love with black and white. Pretty much is what I love with printmaking, the simple black and whites photography. Love to go to that. Dogs. My dog's black and white. Love it. So it's just a passion for me, um, despite my neon hair colors. <laughs> <laughs> but so I wrote to Keith and I was like, do you know a juror or would you be interested in this theme? He's like, I want to do that. Yes, let's let's do this. And I said, OK, let's roll with it. Let's have that be our only theme. And we opened it up to and he thought of this beautiful name, Magnificent Monochromes. And all we said is it has to be monochrome but subject matter can be anything. And it was our largest call for art we've ever had. We had over 600 people across the nation apply to us over 30. We had 30 some States represented in that. And now we, I didn't envy him this at all. And he told me it was very difficult to pick it down to 43 artists with 44 images 
And so, and it was all blind. He just had like the numbers, like the ID numbers. So you could tell he's like, I want to pick one from as many people as I can. And we got down to 45 and he's like, please don't make me go lower. Can we, yeah. can we make this fit? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we can make it work. We can make it work. And one has had to drop out, but the pieces that are coming in are just stunning. And it's so exciting to, you know, we're Sage Community Arts and we've been able to expand our community nationwide. Yes. Now. Yes. And I just, it tickles my little soul that we get to do this. And so they're so gracious and so excited that we picked their work that, you know, they went out and they found that subject. They found that abstract image that they wanted to capture and that we have given them a space, a platform to present on. They're just excited. And many of them are going to try to Weather permitting, they're going to try to come out for that reception, which will be pretty awesome. When is that reception going to be? That will be February 2nd. It's a Thursday, 530 to 730. And at 6 is when we announce our winners. Best in show, first, second, third. And we will have a people's choice once it opens. That'll be online. And at the reception, Keith will be talking about how he put together this show, what he saw, what uh, you know, some ideas that he had with it. And then just to kind of be able to meet him and talk and you know try to glean some of his knowledge that he has is going to be pretty fascinating now uh did it have to be film or or have we kind of moved out of that now where it's like you know what digital photography pretty much dominates the world now uh it doesn't have to be filmed to be considered art no exactly so we said it needs to just be black and white and we uh we did open it up to if it was originally a color that they then manipulated into black and white, we opened up. We want the final product to be black and white monochrome. Uh, and so we we could see that and they were able to have kind of a description on it. And once again, it, he pulled together so many different types of to show that it's black and white and how huge that umbrella is. Absolutely. How vast and experimental that can be. So we have so many different types, so many different subject matters coming in. It's just going to be absolutely gorgeous. And once again, I'm so thankful he's going to be there to lay it out because I, (laughs) this could be a challenge. So I'm so excited to learn more from him of like, okay, this one's a new challenge. It's all black and white. We're not going to play with the colors that way or what levels of, the darks, the light, are we going to highlight? So oh, just that'd be fantastic. Yeah. to see how we're going to lay this show I'm actually out. really curious myself. Mm-hmm. Now, when can folks uh, basically walk in there and start to see this? Uh, I don't have a lot of time left, yeah. but do we have to wait till the juried show? No, it will open for public viewing on January 24th, and that is also when the online People's Choice will open. Oh, fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. And how do I get get on there and vote? That will be on our website, artandsheridan.com, and you just go to the, it'll be a link right on the front page that says vote for the photo show. Fantastic. I can't wait to see this. Yeah, it's going to uh, be I, so great. I can't wait for this reception. Photography's always been a passion of mine, but it was a late in life kind of passion. I uh, went back to college to kind of finish out the degree and everything after uh, going on a couple of adventures overseas. So uh, this will be fun to, to oh, see. Jill, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming in this oh, morning. So it's much. always great seeing you, and Happy New Year, my friend. You too. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Best of the Rest Steer Riding is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Once again, the Wild Theater brings Western movie matinees back to the big screen. Each Sunday at 2 p.m., the Wild Theater will feature a hand-picked classic Western film with a celebrity host. This Sunday, we have the world-famous horseman and Western movie expert, Buck Brannaman, introducing Red River, starring John Wayne, Montgomery Clift, and Walter Brennan. John Wayne plays Thomas Dunson, who leads a 10,000-cow cattle herd to its destination in Missouri. But his tyrannical behavior along the way causes a mutiny, led by his adopted son, played by Montgomery Cliff. Red River is a great adventure western considered as the very best among all westerns and undoubtedly is one of John Wayne's really great acting performances and sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Jim and Angie Navarro, The Neil Ranch, Letterbuck Car Wash, Christine Gimp Love Foundation, True Built Builders, Mickey and Kathy McNichol, Vacutech, Gene and Vicki Sterling, and John and Helen Isley Family Foundation. Was one of your New Year's resolutions taking better care of your car? It all starts with maintenance, and Midas Tire and Auto's here to help you start off the new year right. Midas has money-saving offers on what it takes to keep your vehicle running smoothly, from oil changes to changing fluids. Make your car last longer by following the maintenance schedule in your owner's manual, and save money at the same time by scheduling an appointment today with Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Remember when your mom used to say, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back? Well, if you ignored her and broke your arm, then the Health Nut is the place for you to get all healthy again. Every inch of the Health Nut can make you feel better about yourself. The soup, sandwich, and deli bar, and smoothie so good you'll forget you even got a broke arm. Remember when your mom used to say you'd forget your head if it wasn't attached to your shoulders? Well, we can't fix that. But most everything else, at the Health Nut, on Sheridan's 5th Street. Are you looking to make extra cash and sell your unwanted items? Go to sharedamedia.com, post your items for free, or choose from our menu of options. You can have your items posted in the Country Bounty, read on Swap Shop, or listed on the front page of sharedamedia.com. Go to the classified section on sharedamedia.com. Let's get your items sold and turned into cash. If you're a business owner, you can post your employment opportunities. It's all right there. Classified section, sharedamedia.com. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE!